the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're glad you've joined us here today as we always keep you up on the latest in the career space and what you can do to take control of your career. Today, we have an amazing guest joining us, Melissa Lorena, who is an author, imagination coach, speaker, and contributor to Forge Women. She is also a new author of her book that we're gonna be talking about today called Fertile Imagination. And Melissa, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Marie. It is my pleasure. So excited for this conversation. Yes. So you recently somewhat, you pivoted from coaching marketing executives to working with working moms. How? Tell us a little bit about why you made that pivot. I think for a lot of us, the pandemic was that pivotal moment where we just decided, okay, what is it that we really, really want to do? And so for me, it was almost like that moment where I was like, okay, so I've been a mom since 2011. Why not actually really just kind of like own it, you know, and help other working moms own their power, their skills, their talents, and chart the path to their future in the way that feels best and according to their terms. Yeah, and, and maybe this is just me, but it seems like since COVID, becoming oh, being a working mom, becoming a working mom has got even harder, more complex, uh, more pressure. I, have you seen that with your clients? I would say, you know, part of what was the 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 idea for the book that I wrote was I noticed a lot of individuals feeling and experiencing what I call career trauma. And so this was right before the pandemic. And I think the pandemic just put this bright light on the emotions that I was experiencing since 2011, which was when I opened up my practice, career coaching, marketing executives. And so I realized that when I looked at the different communities that I was empowering and supporting and helping them sell themselves, it was working moms who really hung on to jobs that would give them like one day to work from home. It was like, oh my goodness, my boss is the best and I will do everything it takes to keep this job because there is no other opportunity out there that will give me the same flexibility. And so there's that dependency, there's that I have to do everything, you know, no boundaries, always accept those emails. And then when the pandemic happened and this hybrid culture, it was kind of like this expectation. So it was kind of like, okay, well, how can you call out sick? I mean, we're only Zooming. It's not like you're going to be contagious, right? Um, or how is it that, you know, you are unable to produce this report? You know, now you have AI to facilitate things for you. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, right? This availability culture we have. And I think for moms especially, we feel that we're not just available for bosses and in the workplace, but also for our families and for our kids. So there's a lot of pressure there. 
now we have to be available 24 7 for everyone well and as you were talking you know people will say oh it doesn't matter we can talk when your kids are home it doesn't bother me like it bothers me i can't think i can't be here i can't be present and so that that always on piece it it is that's a, a very good picture of how that has created more pressure even though we're at home and people think it's easier to be at home it's actually one of the things i talk about when people are like oh i want to work from home i'm like do you do you really because then you don't get the separation of work and life like you do when you go to an office totally agree with you and i think the lines are even blurrier for the moms who left the corporate world to launch their own businesses, especially as I have found it to be a mom who's the face of her business. Like, how do you like peel yourself away from being yourself and, and selling yourself and your services when you are a hundred percent accountable for the results that only you can produce so a lot of times although moms may have left a corporate setting they're bringing the same mindset of busyness and productivity to their all their own entrepreneurial adventures and it's something that i speak of in the book i've included case studies of different individuals who have used their imagination to get creative about how they live their life on their terms. However, there's this idea that, you know, if you've been in a space and you've been operating at a pace for 20 years, how is it that if you leave the job, you're going to all of a sudden turn into someone else? And that's just impossible and something that you have to be intentional about and so that's a piece of the puzzle as it relates to the book it's like the steps to transform transforming right the way that you experience life the way that you mother as well and the way that you leverage your skills in this new environment where you can be so flexible i mean we're like you know living gumbies at this point right like we could be anything anywhere so of course the overwhelm is what stops a lot of working moms like okay wait a minute how can this actually look and work for me and my family Yes. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. So what is the fertile imagination and how have you seen people use it to build their confidence, their flexibility and their joy as they build their working life? I think it's really a matter of going back to that place where as a child, you had this ability to cast a huge vision for the day, for your life, for your mom also right it's like your mom could have been the tooth fairy right you yourself could have been captain underpants i mean we are all able to imagine greatness in our children coming from the perspective of, of a mom so what i'm asking moms to do in my book fertile imagination is to use the same abilities and turn them on yourself in the book what was really important for me to capture was this idea that we're not done yet once we become parents we are not done we actually still have the baton in our hands we have not already handed off the baton to our kids once we've given birth or become mothers you know in any path that we choose to become a mom and so for me it's kind of like all right when I first became a mom, I was told by my mom, welcome to the mom club. 
And the assumption is that once you're in that club, your sole purpose is to, you know, raise a child who will fulfill every single magical dream you've ever had and somehow, somehow know how to be resilient, how to be courageous and bold through maybe osmosis because we are not exhibiting, you know, what it what it looks like to stand back up when it comes to pursuing our dreams or what it looks like to balance the lifestyle that we want to experience and our mental sanity. It's kind of like we go first. And so in the book, Fertile Imagination, it's about us being able to recapture that sense of, okay, I can imagine big something big for myself so I could cast a vision that's big and it's okay if it's a vision that I've never seen another mom execute upon, right? So that's what makes it like super fun. The book is divided into three parts. And so the first part is just waking up our imagination. Like I lost my sense of, you know, being able to dream big, daydream or even dream at night because the truth is, what mom is, you know, really sleeping, right? So so it's kind of like a very missed opportunity. So for me, I felt like I needed to rediscover that sense of imagination because it made me feel alive. When I had a vision of something that I would do or would go after, like I would feel so excited and thrilled about my life. And for me, it's so important that everyone around me can recapture that sense of, of life force and can have the tools they need as you know laid out in the book in order to wake up the imagination, play with their imagination. And this comes from top level executives who have done this to innovate in organizations and stretch their imagination. So kind of like duplicating ourselves as many moms wish to do. Yes, I love that idea. Just getting out and thinking about it. And and like you said, having the space and time to daydream, which probably is the challenge for a lot of folks. And as a working mother, how do you find that space and time to do this work that you're talking about? I mean, for me, it's about prioritization, right? So if we can for example, create this beautiful dinner party and make the time to go to Trader Joe's and get a wonderful like cheese platter, we can make the time to do other things. Like some of us find the time to go and exercise. Some of us find the time to go back to school and pursue nursing degrees. We find the time for things that is that are important to us. And so if your happiness, if your joy, if being in tune with what brings you more life and energy is important to you, then you will find the time because no matter what, we always find the time and we always prioritize what's best for our kids. All of a sudden, our kid needs to go to gymnastics practice or anything else. Somehow we find the time. We are amazing when it comes to logistics. We can do the same for ourselves. It really is a choice and just prioritizing it. And we get more energy when we do the things that bring us joy. And then we could be more productive. Well, and I'm guessing that it's not necessarily time that people can't find. It's also that courage because what you're talking about is scary. Dreaming big is scary. Thinking about that we could do something um, is scary. And so we might use time as a scapegoat for the reason we can't do that. 
Absolutely. I think collectively, we've just agreed. Let's just all say we don't have the time because we're busy moms. And I would argue that we choose to be busy moms if that is what makes us feel like we're like everyone else, right? Because otherwise you feel left out. It's like, wait, what if I said I'm not busy? Like, will, I, will people look at me like I have three heads? And I bet you they will. But if that's the truth, then it's okay. I think it's time to just be more honest with what we want and how we want to dream and how we want to express ourselves as moms who are doting, but also crazy ambitious. I love that. Well, we are going to take a short break. We'll come back. If you are a crazy, ambitious business person and you're wondering how you can use digital tools to build your brand, Career Thought Leaders teaches a digital branding strategist program. It's great for coaches, business owners, gives you the opportunity to figure out how you want to build your digital brand. It also gives you tools that you could roll that out as a coaching service for yourself if you want to coach others and how to build a digital brand. So we're going to take a short break. We'll come back and continue this conversation with Melissa about using your fertile imagination. We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking to Melissa Lorena about how you can use your fertile imagination to be more innovative, to find a way to have that work-life balance, 
to get creative about what you want to do with your life. Just so many awesome outcomes from this concept. I love it. So we were talking about how moms need to dream bigger and how that takes some guts. What have you seen in your work? What, when, when does that happen? How do people find the courage to make this happen? It's interesting because part of my own podcast journey has been about finding my own courage. So when I share in the book, Fertile Imagination, some case studies, you know, I definitely, alongside some of my podcast guests, share my own sort of moments of courage. And so, for example, when I interviewed Beth Comstock, who was the former CMO of GE, I had to find the courage, the guts, the, I mean, the words to approach her and invite her to my podcast show. The truth is that courage is a practice, right? So the first time that I approached her was a time when I expected her to, to you know, just say no, right? She's like super busy and completely amazing. And she had actually said, and this was over LinkedIn, she had said yes right away. And that I just was so like, like shocked by it that I'll be honest with you, it took me a solid year to follow up with her because I wasn't courageous in that moment. And I write about that in the book because ultimately, although you might not have as much evidence as you wish of moments of courage from your past, there's still hope and the opportunity to be courageous right now today. So when it was time for me to get the guts, it actually took a client of mine to encourage me to reach out back to Beth Comstock, right? So this is like a whole year later. And I had dared my client, and this was in a coaching relationship, to actually network with a decision maker in an organization where she wanted to work, she did not know, and she didn't have someone who knew that person either. So we're talking complete strangers, which it takes courage, but it also takes creativity because there are ways to get the attention of people that do not know you. And when I was helping that client, I said, here's what we'll do. I'm going to go back to Beth Comstock if you approach that individual at this sports organization. And so it was almost like this thing like, okay, I have got to show my client that I can walk my own walk. And when I found that reason, it was almost like courage in company, right? So sometimes you might not be able to do it on your own, but if you're helping someone else, which we tend to do more for others than ourselves, especially moms, then it might give you that spirit, that jolt you need to be courageous. And that's like a practical tip. So I really think it's important to consider. And so I went ahead, I approached Beth Comstock, I got the interview and I wrote in the book, I was like, I really felt like I was um, just like, I don't know, just like putting my tail between my legs, so to speak, and just like nervously being like, please, I'm so sorry I dropped the ball. Will you be a guest on my podcast? And sure enough, she was, and she was gracious. And it was there that, you know, I realized this notion of using your fertile imagination and innovating, it's not something that's just for a child. Like Beth Comstock herself, and in my book I share, like 
she's used this approach to give herself permission to do quote unquote weird things. And weird might feel like things that are just out of character or trending, such as doing a TikTok video, just to see if there's some sort of best practices you could apply in your own business. And it was just an amazing conversation and it gave me some more courage, right? So you kind of gather the courage from one instance of courage and it's very much so a momentum building effect. So then obviously when it comes to writing a book, I had to get permission for her words in my book. And then I had to do the same for all my other big name guests on Unimaginable Wellness. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not done but at least I have more evidence behind me. And I think that's important. I love that idea that it, once you take a step, then you can take the next step. And I'll often talk to people about that when they're at work. And I work with a lot of colleagues that might work at a workforce center or something. They say my clients don't have a lot of resources to take a, a you know, to, to have a courage or to do something big. Like, no, 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 that's not how courage works. You do one little thing take on a project you wouldn't have said yes to, go to a meeting you wouldn't have said yes to. Like it doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of hours or money. It's something that makes you nervous and you say yes, or you might, you're sure, not sure you quite have time, but you say yes, and then it builds on itself. So I love that idea. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about when people are building this imagination, how can they, um, do it when maybe they don't have any examples of it. I mean, you said that we don't see a lot of moms doing this maybe in our circle because we might not hang out with a lot of executives, right? So if we don't see moms in our circle doing this, what do we do? So that's the part that's so interesting. I will say as someone who feels a little bit like in the middle, like I feel kind of like, okay, you have a stay at home mom and then you have a working mom. And then there's those that have our own businesses who have flexibility, who are kind of at home, but kind of not at home. So I'm in that middle. And having this sort of perspective has been wonderful because I get to talk to people that are stay-at-home moms because I have their hours where I can make, you know, with those hours and working moms too. And what I have realized is that let's say you don't have the resources and let's say you don't have the courage and you don't have the examples, right? Here's the deal. As a mom, chances are you are rubbing elbows with powerful people and you're just not talking about the skills and talents and relationships that they have. One example straight from the book is this one. For example, I share how we can play with our imagination and we could create or design our desired lifestyle and then build a business around those non-negotiables pertaining to our lifestyle. And one person I feature is someone that invented a grilling piece. And so this little, you know, he was an engineer working for a big organization, Kimberly Clark, and he had a wife that was also an engineer. So his wife, right, this was a co-creation, co-founded business. His wife went to a farmer's market and just started asking and talking about this grilling piece. And she found out quote unquote, randomly, that one of the vendors also had a side business of building a website, 
right? So the idea was this, you know how moms, we put everything in our pocketbooks, like we have the biggest pocketbooks and everything, but the kitchen sink is inside. Well, it's time to almost like reveal what's in our pocketbooks, right? Like what ideas do we have? What ambitions do we have? What sort of things do we have percolating in our minds? And how can we start engaging with the other people at the soccer, you know, uh, meets? How can we start engaging, talking to people? at farmer's market about things that we think could be interesting to bring to market? How can we start talking to people about this, you know, invention that we are contemplating that we're like, you know, it'd be amazing if we could really close a stroller with one hand. I'm just saying like big hint out there. If you do have that business idea, like there is no stroller you could truly close with one hand. I have identical twins. I know. So we just have to communicate. That's really the point. Rather than assume that, oh, our friends are quote unquote, you know, only mom friends talking about only children. Well, you know what? Your mom friend might have, you know, this expert in marketing as a brother-in-law, right? Or your friends might be someone that, you know, went to high school with the CMO of insert organization. So once we start speaking to people about the ideas we have in our minds, irrespective of whether we assume they would know someone, irrespective of whether we think that they would even help us, the more you just communicate with people and share what you've got going on, the more informed you will be about your very next step. And I think that's urgent because at the end of the book, I actually have a case study. Asha Karan, she's actually the CEO of Giving Tuesday. And Asha, I mean, she wasn't born knowing that she was going to lead a movement, nor having all the skills she needed to lead this movement of Giving Tuesday, which happens once a year, right? Instead, she had this idea and she said, okay, I'm aligned with this idea. I believe in generosity. And she started talking to people about her idea. She didn't see another mom leading, you know, generosity and giving Tuesday. It did not even exist. She just spoke to people and found people that were like-minded and she enlisted them, right? She kind of mobilized her network around this idea. And she noticed that the more she would talk about this idea, the more excited she was, the more interested other people would be in like what she had to say. And in that way, it's just like becoming a mom. For example, for the most part, although I did meet someone who was in a different scenario, but for the most part, you you have a child, a baby, and you grow with your baby. Same thing with a business idea or some, some sort of invention. You grow on the path to bringing that idea to life. Just like writing a book, I definitely would not have thought that I would have been able to complete a book without first writing some words on a piece of paper, finding my editor, figuring out what to put and upload on amazon.com. You know, there's things I'm learning, but every day I'm getting smarter and it's the same thing. The more you speak about what's on your mind, whether you think it's real or frivolous or whatever, the more likely you will feel confident in bringing it to life, irrespective if you've never seen it before. It's okay if you haven't seen it before. That makes it more fun, to be honest, at least for me.
Yeah, I love that. Well, tell people where they can find the book. How can they, is it, when is it coming out so that we can go and get that when it's ready? Absolutely. So go to fertileideas.com. You'll have a free chapter of my book and it's coming out October 31. October 31, I'm going to have the Kindle format for only 99 cents one day only. So I would love for you to come to fertileideas.com, sign up, and you'll be the first to learn about it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Melissa. We're going to say goodbye to Melissa. We'll be back here on The Career Confidant to expand on some of these ideas a little bit more in the career space. But thank you so much. And we'll be right back here on The Careers Confidant. Thank you. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. now back to the career confidant Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Melissa Lorena about fertile imagination and how you can use your imagination, not just if you're a mom, but ways that you can tap into that childlike imagination to really capture 
the dream and to start dreaming again about what you might want to do with your career. And I loved the conversation we were having about courage and how you can use this idea of little steps, little risks to build your capacity for courage and to take risks and to step out and do something new. And whether that's talking to someone about an idea that you have, stepping out to take on an additional project at work, or doing a volunteer thing, it doesn't have to be big, but a little step that makes those fire, you know, makes the butterflies in your stomach, that little step can start building towards bigger actions out towards your dream. So I want to talk a little bit about the role of our digital presence in this space, especially when we're talking about entrepreneurship or wanting to do entrepreneurship or even just job search for any type of job. Today's world is opened up so many opportunities when we think about the, the digital landscape. And you could work for any company anywhere in the world if you have the opportunity to connect with them, how do you build that? How do you make that happen? Kind of that planned happenstance, right? That planning and luck coming together. Digital tools provide that opportunity. Now, what is a digital brand? A digital brand is your presence. How do people find you? But it's also your action to connect with and build community with people using digital tools. It isn't just about trying to get found. It's about going out there and building relationships and having conversations with people in the digital sphere. There's a lot. It can be so overwhelming. Are you going to do podcasting, blogging? Uh, are you going to, you know, be on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or X or where, you know, all of these tools that you can use. So before we think about that, we just have to take a step back. What message are you trying to convey? Uh, maybe you're just doing research and that's fine too. We've got to figure out that focus. What industry, what types of roles, what type of product or service are you trying to engage with? When you have that focus, then we can do the research of where do those people hang out, right? Where do people in the fitness industry hang out? Not too, not, not, not too surprisingly, right? It's on Instagram and TikTok. Where do executives hang out? Although lots of people would say LinkedIn. I don't think there's actually very many executives hanging out on LinkedIn. They're going to hang out more in executive networks, maybe some specific groups in LinkedIn, depending on who they are. But you've got to figure out where do these people actually show up, not just where do they have a profile, which can be the challenge. So a lot of executives are listening to podcasts. What podcasts are they listening to? Um, but, you know, they're they're on their walk, they're exercising, they're driving. What are they listening to and engaging to that you might be able to do as well or to be on those podcasts so that they would hear your voice? This is our goal. So what conversations are you trying to have? And then who are you trying to have those conversations with? When you've narrowed that down, then you can start to pick your platforms the other piece of it that comes into it is what works for you. Because if you, if your audience is on Instagram, but you don't want to make images, then you either have the choice of hiring someone to do it for you, which isn't that hard these days, or picking a different place where they are. Because most people are in at least two places. The average right now is seven or eight. Most people are on seven or eight social media. 
You also want to look at what's the feel on that platform and is that a good fit for your brand and the message, the conversations you want to have. Because if you want to have, you know, really serious conversations, some of those platforms may not be a good fit. Some of them may, and it's just in how you use them, but some of them may not be a good fit. So you're thinking about where is my audience, where are they engaged, and then what platforms fit for me and the audience, this, the conversations, the tone that I'm going to have with my brand and how I want to show up. When you do that, then you've got, you can narrow it down and you can start with two or three places that you're going to start having these conversations. And that's what I encourage you to think about it. Where do I want to start having these conversations? It's not about posting a whole bunch of content yet. <laughs> we'll get there when you, if you're really building a business or something, but that's not what it is at first. It's just getting in there and starting to have some of these conversations around the topics that you are interested in and that you think your audience is interested in as well. This gives you the information of what are they interested in? What conversations are they having? And you start commenting on or getting involved in the conversation somehow so that you can participate, learn about your audience, learn about the needs, learn about the opportunities and be able to make those connections. That's our entire goal here is that you're building an, a community because you're actually participating, <laughs> you're actually participating in having conversations. When we do that, we get this role. It starts to happen very similar to our conversation around confidence. And when you take little actions, you build more confidence. When you get onto social media or a podcast or a blog and, and you're, whatever it is that you're participating in, when, once you get a little taste of it, you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. I have people that are the guest, a guest on this show for the first time ever, uh, career confidant. And they'll say, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're very timid. And then we get done and they're like, oh, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't so bad. I can do that again. That's the beauty of just getting started, picking a few things that'll be a good fit for you and then just do it go out and comment on some blogs, go out and comment on some posts on the platforms you're interested in. You may make a little bit of content if that's a good idea for the platforms and, and you're ready to do that. But once you start doing that, you build those muscles of social engagement. It's social networking. And just like in-person networking, it's always going to take a little bit of time to get over the fear every day. Like if you're engaging every day on LinkedIn, or wherever, there's going to be a moment of, but you know, do I want to do this? Just like when you're walking into a networking event and some people won't feel that others will. Eventually, as you start to build the community, it will be a sense of excitement or interest or curiosity because now I'm going to these platforms and I'm wondering, well, what is Gina saying today? Uh, you know, or what has Sarah posted that I can comment on? And it becomes this community that you're engaged with instead of this, you know, ball and chain around your ankle of, oh, I have to go and post every day. If that's how you're feeling, you're probably not engaged in a community. And my guess is you're not getting great engagement on your posts either, because when you don't have a community, you don't get any engagement on your posts. And it doesn't matter whether it's automated, AI is creating it or whatever. If you're just throwing out content, you are not Gary Vee. So one of the people I've been listening to recently is like, oh yeah, Gary Vee puts out a hundred pieces of content a day. 
he has a community that engage with his posts. He has a team that engage with his posts for him. That is great for him to put out that many posts. Most of us should not do that because we actually could alienate our audiences who don't want to see us slapping up content. They want us to engage with them at the small business level, at a job seeker career level. You actually don't need to create that much content to build your community, to build your visibility, to, to kick it off. Maybe you'll get there someday where you have this great community and they're so big that you putting out 10 posts a day doesn't drive them nuts. But when you're starting off, you don't need that. That's great, right? Phew, you don't need that. You need to engage, you need to build community. It should be just important that you comment on 10 people's posts on whatever platform it is, as it is as you post to whatever, one or two times. For, right now for me, this is Instagram. I'm trying to get Instagram going and I've been focused on consistent posting, which is important. It's like, I gotta get that engagement piece going, that community building going as well, because otherwise it feels very empty for me. And it also feels very empty for the people that I'm posting to. They feel that, right? They feel that I'm just posting things, trying to get them to engage versus that I'm actually there involved in the careers community on Instagram and participating in it. So when you're thinking about your digital brand, you're picking what fits, what matters, where do you want to be, what conversations will you be having, and then pick a few places to start having meaningful conversations online. It's just like going to a networking event. It doesn't work to show up in a flashy dress and leave. <laughs> no one knows who you are. No one knows what you do. And this is what I feel like, you know, the uh, viral video thing, you might get a lot of followers, you might get a lot of likes, but it's just like walking into that networking event, everybody going, oh, who is that in the Cinderella dress? And then you leave. It doesn't really matter unless you have something that people can do to connect with you, to remember who you are, to find out what you do that consistency and the conversation is so much more important than a flashy post. So hopefully that helps you take the, you know, take the load off in terms of focusing on your content and making it so perfect. And instead just focusing on building community, whether you're job searching, you're building a business. When you flip that switch from content to community, you'll find that the results actually come faster even though you might not be posting as much content it because you're building the relationships and you're actually getting content out there as you're having those conversations. When you want to build your digital brand, it does take time and it does take muscle of overcoming the resistance on a regular basis until you build the muscle. That's why in our Certified Digital Branding Strategist class, we teach coaching skills because the how-tos, I mean, how to post a TikTok video isn't that hard. There's probably 20 videos on how to do that, right? It's what do I post and where do I post and how do I blah, 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 what do I say? It's all of the mental stuff that we get in our way. It's not the how-tos. So we changed our digital branding program about five years ago from focusing on those how-tos, how do you post, how do you change your profile visibility, to focusing on building a program where people understand why they're on social media, what they're going to post, who their audience is, and then how to put the pieces together in a coaching plan so that we can do it for ourselves and we can coach others through it as well. 
I love the program. I love to see the transformations that people make. And if you've been struggling with your digital branding, I would also encourage, you know, you send me a message and I'll help you find a digital branding strategist who's been trained in this process so that they can help you build your digital brand, whether you're doing it for job search or career advancement or to build uh, or launch a business. So we're going to take a short break here on the Career Confidant. We'll come back in just a few minutes and we'll talk about this little place of how do you get through that resistance and that maybe resistance doesn't mean what we think it does. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. now back to the career confidant So let's talk about this idea about resistance. We have some talk in our minds that when we feel resistance about something, it might mean that it's not the right thing to do or that it, you know, it's not the best thing for us to do. It takes too much energy. There's something telling us it's not the right thing or that it's not the right place to be because it's hard or something. I want to take a moment and think that resistance may mean it's the exact thing we need to be doing because we came to it somehow, unless someone else is trying to sell us something or something else. But usually when we've made a decision to go for a goal, to do something, especially to do something big, that resistance will come creeping in. And it's tempting us to think, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing. Oh, I'm not feeling right about this. We might be misreading that feeling. And instead of it meaning that it's not the right thing, maybe it is. 
And maybe that's exactly why we feel the resistance is because we know this is what we need to do to reach our goal, but it's scary. And we're not sure it'll work out. We're not sure it will get us to our goal. And so how do we address that resistance without letting it get in the way of our action? Here's a few thoughts. We could break it down. Is there a small step you could take in that direction to get clear on whether it's the right fit, to get clear on whether it's the right direction? What if there isn't a right direction? What would you do if there wasn't a right thing, if you couldn't make a mistake? And then the other thing is to go, okay, so if I'm feeling this resistance, am I running away from fear? Or is it actually telling me something? And what do I want to do with that feeling of resistance in a very conscious way, instead of letting myself get derailed even perhaps by this feeling of resistance because it's easy, because it's comfortable. And so meditation can be a great way to just get back inside of your yourself, your body, instead of up here in your brain where you might be talking yourself out of something. That's As women too, we sometimes do this, oh, that's my intuition. Is it? Is it your intuition? Because your intuition comes from your body, not your head. So if it's all up in your head and we're overthinking it, that's not intuition. So meditating, getting back in our body, doing exercise to get back in your body or grounded, whatever it is that helps you do that, then we can decide, is that really a feeling of resistance in a bad way? Or is it the butterflies that I need to work through because this is the right direction. It is the thing that is gonna get me in the moving in the right direction. And that's why it's scary. For many of us, the fear of succeeding is just as powerful as the fear of failure. And we might recognize the fear of failure easier. Go, I don't wanna do this because I'm afraid I might fail. Great, but don't let that stop you, which a lot of people do. Oh yeah, I know that. It's like, okay, but we got to do it anyways. Find a little part of it, take a step. But sometimes we fail to recognize that fear of success. And this can be especially true if we're going outside of the construct of what our community has done or what our family has done or what we see around us or our societal expectations as a parent, uh, as a child, whatever it might be, when we're going against those, we can oftentimes let that resistance work its way into, oh, this isn't a good fit for me because of those external factors instead of paying attention to what's internal. Of course, we need support and we need to find people who can support us along that path. But honestly, if we let that get in our way, we'll oftentimes not get anywhere. Many times you have to take a few steps in that direction before other people will understand what you're doing. When we think about um, as we go forward in our careers, how things have changed, this is one of the reasons that I talk to people about maybe hybrid or work from home isn't the best fit because then we can't break that mold of what's expected with us as easily. I remember when I first started my business and I didn't even have kids at the time, but I was home all day, right? And so my spouse would come home, very supportive spouse. He would come home and be like, well, hmm. And 
he knew not to say anything, but you could still feel like the laundry wasn't done or the it, whatever it was, these little things. And it took us a while to work through that those things happen after he gets home from work, right? They don't happen while I'm at work either, even though I'm working from home. When we think about transitioning, whether it's from being a caretaker role or working in an office to now working from home, we've got to reset those expectations, not just with others, but with ourselves. What is it going to look like to balance? And I, I don't usually worth the use balance, right? It's integrate. What is it going to look like to integrate work and life now that you've had this transition, whether you're going back to the office, as a lot of people are, or whatever it might be, when you make that transition, you've got to renegotiate. And when we see other people's Lack, lack of support might be too strong of a, a phrase, but when we see them doubting or questioning, we can often feel like we're not on the right path. Put that aside for a minute and get into your own self and then have a discussion of what is it the vision that you've got? How does that align with the vision for your family or whatever it might be? that you can find how to marry the two, if you will, and, and make it work. Because when you just set your dreams aside, because someone else tells you it's not a good idea or whatever it might be, it, it kills a little part of you, right? You, you have that piece of you that wanted to shine and now can't. Explore that, do the research, go to that point where you really feel comfortable saying yes or no. Oftentimes it doesn't take that much time. It doesn't have to take any money, although maybe a little bit, to do the, do the research, do the thing, have the conversations and figure out, is this viable for you? And how can it be viable in the context of your life? That you might have to stretch, you might have to step out a little bit, but of course it's not going to work if it, if it just doesn't fit at all. So you're making those connections and you're doing that research to figure out how to take the next step. And hopefully you're bringing your fertile imagination with you. If you missed the earlier part of our conversation with Melissa Lorena, go out and check that out, fertile imagination and uh, thinking about how you can get back into that childhood imagination to improve your innovation, your vision for your life, your vision for your professional work and everything there beyond. We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant next week with another great guest. If there's topics you think we should cover or questions that you have, feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com careerthoughtleaders.com and we're happy to answer questions or bring up topics that can be helpful to you. We're always here giving you the tools that you need to take control of your own career, especially in the wild west that we're in right now of the economy and everything changing so fast. But we'll be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant to support you. So we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.